I host a run. I just started hosting a run every Tuesday morning and about 30 people showed up to the first one yesterday. And the, what I said when I was given an introduction speech was like, go meet someone you haven't met because that's going to change the interaction of the run and that's going to make more people connect to more people. Literally, my strategy is like, I want to find interesting people and like that I find interesting. I don't care how big they are. Like, I, I really like, sure, there's no Kagan, he's coming up. I find them interesting, right? I'm known for the research, so I'm coming at it with usually like five to 20 hours of research per guest what <laughs> five to 20 hours dude <laughs> danny miranda oh my gosh the legend is on the line everyone the nardwar of podcasting that is how i would describe danny miranda. do you know who nardwar is dude do you know who nardwar do i know who nardwar is yes yeah dude he's a he's a legend he's, he's a, a living dude. legend Dude, you you are the Nardwar of podcasting, man. Feel free to use me as a testimonial. And, and here's why I say this is because you do come up with some, you find out interesting things about people, right? And like, it's the Nardwar effect, dude. That's what I call it. It's like that. Hey, I, for those who don't know, right? Nardwar is basically, um, how would you describe him? A, a character on YouTube or that interviews uh, musicians mostly and famous people um, very, what's the word for him? Uh, charismatic <laughs> is maybe how I'll describe He's quirky. Very quirky, very quirky. But like people just love having interviews with him because he finds out stuff that like they, even the people he's talking to forgot about themselves, right? Uh, childhood memories. Like, I don't even know. How do you think he gets that info? Does he like call their mom or like, what is, what do you think he does? My guess is, is it, it is all public and that people probably say a lot more in old interviews than what they remember because yeah i i mean i sometimes do like five hours of research for a guest and i'll be like i didn't spend that much time with this but this person is still shocked that i learned something about them and i'm like yeah. wow it's really not that hard if let's say you give me i don't know two weeks to prepare for someone like jay-z i bet i could bring something to him that he hadn't remembered about himself and true, so true I, I mean, maybe me and Nardwar are particularly gifted at research, but I just think we just spend a lot of time doing it and people put way more out there than what they realize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I wouldn't want to go back and see my shit from who knows, good six years ago, like random podcasts. I'd probably, <laughs> like, I mean, I'd, I'd probably cringe, you know, because uh, actually did have a podcast back in 2000. 14 or 13 me and my buddy we called it the Yuma's podcast i think we like randomly shut it down because we had to do all the old hosting stuff like we had to like set it up the old school way there wasn't transistor there wasn't riverside like this there wasn't any of that and uh we thought we were late to the game in like 2013 you know uh, like that just it's crazy man it's crazy so dude people people think they're late to the game right now you know, yeah. entering. I'm like, dude, this is the printing press for audio and video. And we are less than 20 years into it. And it's the same as publishing a book in 1460 after the printing press was invented in 1440. Like, do you realize what's happening? Like, this is way bigger than what you can see. You're not late. You're just, you're so early. You don't even know. You don't, we haven't even started with this whole thing yet. It's, I, I know it is crazy, right? Like, and, and that goes for everything, man. Like you think you're late to Twitter. You think you're late to LinkedIn. Like we all have this feeling like we're late to stuff. And like, 
you're really not, man. Like no, perfect me, timing, always. Always. Yeah, that's the mindset to have, right? And I'm looking at your your podcast page right now. You're on episode 420. Uh yeah, well, what a number for for the podcast on this podcast. 420. Dude, how's it feel? Like you've done 420 podcast episodes. Feels incredible. Feels great. <laughs> it felt incredible when I did 42 podcast episodes. It felt great when I did, you know, 120. It felt great. It just feels great to connect and speak to human beings and to be able to show them who I view them as in this moment based on their previous past, but also looking at their soul and trying to get that out of them. That feels great. So whether I do one or I do 420 or I do 4,200, like yeah. it all feels great, you know? Yeah. And I, that's what I want to talk to you about because less than I, I would say, I don't know the exact number, but less than what 0.1% of people who have ever started a podcast have gotten to more than a hundred episodes, right? Or 50 right. episodes or maybe even 10 episodes. I think there's a stat out there, right? That like most podcasts don't get past 10 episodes or something. Yeah. And so I want what I want to focus on in chatting with you, man, because I'm starting my own pod, right? And luckily I have some distribution to get it going and all that. So I'm kind of learning in public per se, right? I want to talk to you of like, you just released a course as well, like the art of interviewing, right? Pretty much that, which is awesome. For those listening, go check it out. Uh, I Just awesome, awesome. And so you're kind of become a podcast pro, right? So I just want to like steal all your knowledge, man, and like go through all that stuff. Um, and let's go through it, man. Like you're at 420. So you started at one. How how long ago did you start at one? Let's see. We can scroll back. You started September 2020. September 2020. So, dude, tell like what have you learned? And I'm sure this will take this will, could take the whole hour. But like <laughs> in the in the in this these 420 episodes, almost three four years, what have yeah. you learned, man? That like you wish you knew when you started podcasting. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say like, dude, I feel your energy from across the screen and I just feel your yeah. curiosity and just like this want to learn and this excitement for life. I feel all of that by speaking to you for five minutes and 48 seconds. Thank so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, um, thank you. I mean, what have I learned from doing the podcast for the past three years and doing it at the clip that I've done is the most important thing for me is to have belief. I've seen periods of the podcast where it's worked and I've seen periods of the podcast when it hasn't worked. I mean, I haven't enjoyed it as much. The audience hasn't come uh, and it hasn't felt as good. And the periods where it felt really good were the periods where I really believed that I could get something out of the guest, that I could have a unique skill, that people would enjoy spending time, that I believed in the product that I was putting out. Belief is everything, was everything, is everything for me. And I've learned that the more belief I have, the better I will feel about the podcast. Yeah. And belief yeah. is closely tied to the work. So like if I do a lot of work for a guest and really do a lot of research for them and I'm really excited about the episode and I feel a great connection to them because I did the work, because I built the connection with myself, then I feel really excited to tell people about the episode. Then I tell people about the episode. It leads to more and more guests wanting to come on. It's like this crazy process of belief. Yeah. And it, it almost sounds like anything with a lot of things that you start, like the highs can be super high and the lows can be super low. Right. Yeah. And it, and it's almost like with anything, that belief process for me, that belief process, whether it's like training for Ironmans or like doing new things, it's always like, how do you stay kind of in the middle 
all the time. Mm. That's kind of what I try and optimize for, right? It's like, yes, I get excited, but I'm just naturally excited, right? But but how do I always kind of like uh, maintain like that that feeling of like being in the middle where I don't get too low, but I also mm. don't get so excited where I kind of like overlook a lot of things and like start to like maybe make some naive moves or something like that, which that can help you in some ways, but maybe that can hurt you in some ways, right? Um, so that's, that's something interesting that I tried to do. Right. And that also comes from, I think my background, just like starting companies and like that kind of startup life, like that's the highest highs and that's the lowest lows. I mean, starting a podcast is almost like starting this company. Right. And so you almost have to like, <laughs> when there's problem, when there's things happening at the high, you know, a low has to come at some point in the future. It's not always going to get, um, so yeah, man. I, and I think the thing here is consistency, right? Like we can get really deep into this. Um, that's what helped me stay consistent. But for you, 420 in, I'm sure when you first started this, you were at episode three, you wanted to stop, right? Let's no, go back. No, 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 no. You didn't, you didn't. No, you never, no, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> episode three, I did not want to stop. Episode, I wanted to stop episode 125. Really? What do you, what do you think happened at 125? So... At 125, I realized I was playing the the mental model in my head of do 100, do 100 of this podcast, and then figure out if it's for you, if you'll enjoy it. And I, I, I was starting the podcast with that. But at, at around the 125 mark, I realized like this podcast isn't, there's not enough momentum. It's not exciting. It's not and I like, I did it a hundred times. Where's the audience? Where are the people listening? What's going on? How come this isn't going as fast as I expected it to? I thought if I did it a hundred times, then that's more than way more people. I should, it should work after that, but it yeah. didn't. And that upset me. And, and then it wasn't until really episode 228, if I want to like tell the story is like, I do an in-person episode for the first time where it's like not virtual yeah. for the first 227. Yeah. It's all virtual. And then I see the way the questions impact Noah Kagan. And I was like, all right, like, I love this. Like, this is my thing. This is what yeah. I'm supposed to do. But, and, and that to me was like an interesting moment of like losing belief because I had a faulty um, mental model in my head and then gaining it back after doing it in person. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So, so for the first three episodes, like I, I said, I was going to do one podcast episode a week because I, I, the podcast started because I put out on Twitter who wants to talk on the phone and I'd have such amazing phone conversations with people that I was like, I got to record these. These are amazing. Like just for my Wait, own sake. You just asked to like talk on the phone with people. Just yeah, like, just, Hey, what's up? Like <laughs> I just had such energy and love for life that I wanted to give that like similar to nice. you. Like I just wanted to give yeah. the energy to people and I just wanted to learn from people. And, and it was during, you know, July, 2020. So like lockdowns, all this stuff. Yeah. And so I started recording these episodes Episode one, two, three, I did 20 episodes in 30 days. And I was like, oh, I love this. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I was, yeah. it was such an internal game that it was cr like, I wasn't even thinking about anyone. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this out there because I, I want people to get value from it if they want to, but I don't expect anyone to listen and I don't have any expectations. So yeah. I'm on episode three. I'm like, all right, episode four, five, six. And I had 20 in the backlog before I released a single episode. And I'm like, I got to put out three a week because if I put this out 20 weeks from now, the person's not even going to be the same 20 weeks from now that I interviewed at, at the last one. So 
that was kind of like the the brief start mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people do things with such expectations these days. Like, and and yeah. I do things with the expectations as you as you rise and as things are successful, then you kind of expect other things that you start to be successful. But yeah. I was coming at it from the perspective like I've never done anything successful. So I this I imagine this could be successful, but I don't have any expectations and no one ex- is expecting anything from me. That's a very powerful place to be. If you're just starting out, if you're in college or mm-hmm. you haven't had any professional success, there's like people, there's a burden people feel sometimes after they have a win where it's like, oh, I don't want to do podcasting after I sold my company because... Well, what if my friends think I'm a loser because no one listens to my podcast? I was like, I don't care, you know, yeah, about my college yeah. friends. I don't care about anything. Like I'm, I love having these conversations. People yeah. make me feel so good. So like, yeah. and I help people make people feel good in some way. So to me, that that's the the start. And that's an important thing to note. Yeah. And you always mention energy, like when you, when you're chatting, which is interesting. And I went to a, uh, in it's, People, you know, that like love life know that like the root of everything is like, how do I optimize myself for having energy? You know, I feel like that is like, like, I don't eat well to have a six pack because I don't know what it is, man. I'm a dad, like just naturally born with a dad bod. I'll run 30 miles and still have like a little belly. Like it's all good. You know, like, (laughs) like, I don't know, man, I'm just not blessed with the six pack jeans. But what I will say is I still eat healthy and I still do the things that I know are going to give me energy, right? Mm-hmm. People and where I learned this and I actually about what was it? Five, six years ago, I went to a Tony Robbins event and I was like, it was so funny. I was what, 25 at the time or something. And I was like, Hey, this is like, woo woo. Like I'm not, you know, but my like work sent me and uh, one of my executives who was the right hand man for Tony Robbins for a bit. And uh, I was like, he's like, just go. He's like, I'll pay for you to go. He's like the number one rule is that you can't sit next to anyone you know. I love that. And I go, and I go, interesting. And I ask him why. And he goes, because you're not going to play full out if you sit next to someone you know. And I, and I go, what do you mean by play full out? And he goes, so you're true. not going to give it your all and you're not going to open up all the way because there's some biases that that person's going to have and you're going to know that. And don't sit by anyone you know that's com- that I'm sending also from the company. And I go, interesting. Because naturally you'd want to do that. Right. And so, man, that was the best advice I ever got, like for going to an event like that, because you have to force yourself to kind of open up, give yourself the energy, right? Do all that. Anyways, going back to energy. Wait, 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 wait. You, yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait. Go ahead. I, I have a couple of points on that. So yeah. the first is I host a run. I just started hosting a run every morning yeah. and every Tuesday morning, rather. And about 30 people showed up to the first one yesterday. And, or that, that was the second one. And the, what I said when I was given an introduction speech was like, go meet someone you haven't met because that's yeah. going to change the interaction of the run. And that's going to make more people connected to more people. Yeah. That is the secret, man. And I think like that any event I'm like, I think I'll put on in the future, like, or any future thing that that's going to be my rule too. Is like, talk to someone you don't know to get out of your little click. You know what I'm saying? Like, go, go like, see what someone else has to say, you know, yes. and like do that. And so I'm sure I, people feel fired up after that too. Yes. And it's also related to the idea of like, um, your family doesn't see you as you are in this moment. They see you as who you were. And sometimes it can be hard to show people close to you because they have so much history with you 
about your past and what they project onto you, they it's hard for them to yeah. see you as you are in this moment, which is an important thing to keep in mind as people who are into growth and development and change. It's like your parents are still seeing you as the three-year-old kid who couldn't clean up his own diapers, you know? So Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. I mean, going on that topic, I think like it, even like the workplace, right? Something that, that I suffered from and that was like very difficult is like, you know, I started at this high growth, you know, company. I got lucky. I, you know, it was a tiny startup. I was one of the first employees. It blew up, right? And it's like, you know, unicorn, blah, 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 whatever. So I got lucky, you know, I was there early, et cetera. But like, even like I started at the bottom, right? But even as like, I would like do the bet, like I would crush every role. I would do everything right. You know, even when I was at the tip, every time I got a promotion, the people at the top that were executives that, you know, had lots of experience, a little bit older were like, they were like, well, I don't know if he's ready. And I, I would be like, dude, I've crushed everything I've ever done here. Why am I not ready? You know, like what, 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 what am I doing do wrong here? Do? What else do I need to do? Like whatever. And they would say, oh, I don't know. He's just like, and they would still see me as like this, like younger kid, you know, and I just, I do have a young energy and I'm always going to have like, and I'm not going to apologize for it, right? Because I think you, people think that that might not be cool as they get a little bit older. Then when you get when you get really old, people say, "Damn, I wish I had that energy still." You know what I'm saying? So cool. like, I would and, and that would frustrate the hell out of me. Anyways, these people would be like, I don't know, he's still like this little young guy that just joined and didn't really know anything. And and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, and I would still have to prove him wrong every single time, right? And it kind of shows you that bias that like people have towards you. They see this as kid and like, so it is hard to break that mold, right? Like even if you know yourself, you have grown and other people may not have grown themselves to see, Hey, maybe this other person has grown, right? Like, let me check myself. Anyways, just something interesting that like, that I've experienced because of that, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And it's worth keeping in mind for people that we meet and people who are growing. It's like, sometimes we can't even see it and it, and it's important to check ourselves. I don't, I can't think of any scenarios off the top of my head, but it, I know that it's present in my own life. If we're talking about all these people have all these things, I'm like, how am I exhibiting this behavior in some way? And it's probably blind to us. Like it probably was blind to the executives who weren't giving yeah. you enough credit, you know? So yeah. it's important for, for me to keep my, how am I doing that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, truly. And like, I, it, it's taught me a lesson, right? Exactly. Like when I look at someone like, oh no, they were just, you know, in a support role or whatever, it's like, it doesn't matter, man. Like the people that are going to do well, I think like the A plus generalists, in my opinion, are going to do well at anything. Like the people with the drive, the people with the, the energy going back to that, right? The people that like have that figured out mentality, like fuck around and find out, you know, in a good way. <laughs> um, so yes, man. Um, so just so interesting back to energy. Okay. That Tony Robbins event coming full circle now here, you know, I, I didn't sit next to anyone I knew. Uh, I, I let, and I let my heart out, man. Like I, it was amazing. Like, cause guess what? These people didn't know me anyways. I could be whoever I wanted. And I was like, well, let me just be my authentic me. No judgments on what I say. They're not, I'm not going to see them in the office later and they're going to think something different, you know? And so, holy crap, that was amazing. And I feel like I had this at one point you're yelling and you're, you know, you're just yelling off the top of your lungs and people are next to you. Like, they don't know me. Who gives a shit? I'm just going to yell at the top of my lungs. Right. And you yell and dude, you honestly, 
and again, I, I was total like against Tony Robbins events before this, but like I was like on cloud nine at one point. I felt like I was on drugs or something. What did you release? What did I release? I mean, shit, serotonin? I don't know. Like, you know, like it was, what did I release at the event? I, that's a great question. And what was it that like really came out? I think I just felt like I could do anything. Like every, there, there's always going to be problems and I'm just going to like jump over them. And like, I'm going to love the process of jumping over it. Like that was, that was the feeling I had. And so like that, I felt like a huge piece of anxiety was just released, right? Like mm. every, like there was no like, oh shit, there's this problem coming. What do I do? It was like, no, fuck that. There's this problem coming. I'm going to jump over it and I'm going to be fine, baby. You know, like I'm going to be just fine no matter what hits me in life. And I think that feeling was, you know, I would want to go back to that event just to experience that because like I try and get in that mode again and like mm. I've tried multiple things, but it was just the environment that set that tone, right? Like you mm. yelling and doing all that. So I'm like, shit, maybe I like close my office door and just yell at the top of my lungs and like tell my wife so she doesn't think I'm dying or something. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's I, primal. I, I should. Yeah, dude, it is. And shit, maybe I do that again. I don't know, man. But to recreate that moment, uh, I've tried a couple of things except screaming it all out. And like, maybe that's the trick. Maybe that is the trick, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting how like we can't be our full selves. Like we are, we are confined. Like our full selves would probably be naked and just roaming around and just like, like just going based on our every primal desire. And like, that's probably great for safety and prosperity, but like we are giving up something in that process that we don't often think about. So Mm -hmm. that's like a great way to get back to that place of like screaming your, your heart out. Like I wouldn't do on this podcast, but I would do if I was in the middle of a jungle, no problem. So, Oh hell yeah, dude. I would just, yes, man. Yes. Like in, you know, Danny, just don't join a nudist camp on me, man. Right? <laughs> no, <I'm> not <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Miranda, I'm uh, calling to you from the nudist camp in Palm Springs, California. Episode 421, everyone, you know. Yeah, Nardware podcasting is now doing it naked, everyone. Please, uh, YouTube is banned here. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but dude, um, let's get into some podcasting. Like I, what my, what I hope people get out of this is one, that energy conversation was amazing, but two, like mm-hmm. shit, I think there's a lot of people that want to start a podcast. They know it's the future, right? Mm-hmm. And they know like, it's a good segue for one building relationships, but for two, if they own a business like myself, like, I think it's a great way to like put out content, build the brand and like all the business stuff. It gives you basically, it helps you build a content engine. Right. Mm-hmm. And Let's talk about for you, like you hit episode 125 and you're like, shit, like where are all the people? What's happening? What did you do from a distribution strategy at that point? Like, did you change something in the way you distributed or what was that kind of inflection point there? I don't know, man. It's been a lot of little inflection points that are like the, the inflection points really come when their big guests come on, like. You could see a clear inflection point with like Alex Formosi coming on. You could see an inflection point with Andy Frisella coming on. And so, yeah, the, those are the inflection points. 
I, I think about the inflection points in my own soul though, you know, like, yeah, and those, yeah. those inflection points in my own soul was being episode 227, 228 and being, going to Noah Kagan's house and saying to myself, dude, this is crazy. I followed this guy for so long and he's inviting me to his house to interview him. This is the coolest thing in the world. So my soul (laughs) was just full of love and energy. And I was like, that's an inflection point, whether or not anyone listens to that episode or not. Um, You know, and I know most people don't get into podcasting because they're like, I want to light up my soul and I just want to connect with human beings. Maybe that's part of it. But, But to me, that's the purest expression. And to me, that's what happens with the people who do it the longest. Like yeah. Tim Ferriss was doing it 2014. That's almost 10 years ago. Rogan, he was doing it 13 years ago he started. He was doing it for the love of the game. And that's kind of what yeah. I'm pushing. I'm like, I've done 420 episodes. That's a lot for a lot of people. That's nothing for people who have done it for decade plus, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think about that and I think about like, it's inevitable for it to work if you just don't stop doing it and you enjoy doing it. Like yeah. if those two things are true, mm-hmm. like it will work out. Um, and so I've kind of gone on that ethos and I kind of forgot that episode 125 and kind of re-remembered that episode 227 or 228. And yeah, I mean, the inflection point, get big guests, uh, an inflection point to, for people to think about if their goal is to grow the show, which my goal hasn't been to do that, surprisingly. Yeah. The What to do is to find a unique way of either delivering the message um, or a unique way of doing the podcast or speaking to a unique group of people in a real differentiated way. And like my friend David Perel just launched a podcast and he launched it on writing. Like he loves writing. It's all he thinks about. It's all he talks about. and And he has access now to some of the greatest writers in the world by virtue of him putting out Twitter content on writing for the past what, six, seven years. His unique angle was, this is a writing podcast. I'm going to talk to writers about writing. That is That doesn't exist, surprisingly, mm-hmm. in today's day and age. And so what I would encourage people to do who are focused on growth and want to grow, what is the unique angle? What is the unique way you or the unique group of people you're talking to? And really make it easy for someone to share it in the sense of like, okay, David Perel, that's the writing podcast. Right. Like if I'm writing and I want to learn about podcasts, if I want to learn about writing through a podcast, I'm going to go to David Perel's um, YouTube videos or podcast. So I think that's worth considering for people who are just starting out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm like the way I'm thinking about it. And let, let's like, you know, we can hash this out too. Is like, let's do it. I literally, my strategy is like, I want to find interesting people and like that I find interesting. I don't care how big they are. Like I, I really like, sure. There's a, Noah Kagan. He's coming up. I find him interesting, right? He was early at Facebook. Like he happens to have a big name too. And so I'm trying to find people not that are like Hormozy would be great. Cause I follow him. I, I find him interesting. Right. But for me, it's like finding interesting people. Now, for that, this is where it can maybe get a little um, dangerous because it's not niche, right? It's not like David Perel's just specific writers or how they write or whatever. So that's what I'm trying to figure out, right? Is like, shoot, should I make right now? It's just gonna, it's just called Andy's Pop. Like it's just yes. me talking to people, like Joe Rogan, you know, whatever. And yeah. so I'm wondering, like, shoot, is that is that gonna make it fall flat? I don't know. But like, 
am I interesting enough? Maybe do I have enough energy? Shit, who knows? You know, like we'll figure <laughs> it out. Like, I don't know. And that's that going back is like for me, I just love it though. Like, even though I'm talking to you, I'm like, shit, I get to make friends that are cool doing cool shit that are like minded. Awesome. You know? Yes. And so Absolutely. yeah, yeah. That's and how so, I viewed it. Yeah. And so going back to your niche thing, it makes sense, right? Like niching down, right? Like on writing. My wife listens to some podcasts on like parenting and shit now, you know, like these moms, you know, that like talk about like, hey, here's how I dealt with my husband, like not putting the toilet seat down or something, you know, like, <laughs> so, you, you know, that that's one interesting thing there. Um, so, you know, maybe I should talk more to dads. That would probably be sick. Like dad founders that I think are interesting. Right. I don't know. Like that could be cool. Are you a dad yet, Danny? Are no, you a dad not. yet? No, okay. no. But, okay. but I mean, the question is like, what are you optimizing for? Right. Yeah. I, I said all that to say, like, if you're optimizing for growth, it doesn't make sense to call it Andy's pod. If you're optimizing for, I want to talk to amazing people and cool people. And I just want to enjoy the process of doing it. Andy's pod is an amazing name and amazing way to go about doing it. I basically did the same thing. This is Danny's pod. And I'm just talking to people I find interesting and compelling because I know that if I did it the other way, I wouldn't be able to stick with it long enough. Yeah. And yeah. if I don't stick with it, there's no point in doing it. So I'm optimizing for literally, I said to myself, a commitment, 2020, I'm going to do this podcast for 10 years. At 2030, I can stop if I don't want to, you know? But at some yeah. point, I, I, I realized that like this is way bigger or way longer than just like the quick growth hack or whatever, which I have no problem with. And I like most people, some people are motivated by the growth. Some people are motivated by the connection. The question for you to figure out is how much am I motiv motivated by the growth? How much am I motivated by the connection? And what percentage is it? Because it's not one or the other. It's yeah. what's the sliding scale of it? Yeah. Dude, you know what my dream would be? Like, like okay, th this, is, this is what my dream would be for this podcast. So two things. The first thing I'll say is whenever I start something new and dive in, I have a rule. And my rule is... This is a super weird rule, man. But it's, can I do it every day like brushing my teeth for the next year? I love that so much. That's my rule. Like if I start anything, can I commit to doing this every day like brushing my teeth for next year? In podcasts, I don't really do it every day. I had like two or three this week, sure. But like, you know what I mean? It's that mindset of like, it's that's how I think about consistency, right? And that's good. It, that is the way I think about it. And it might be this weird thing because I grew up and my mom was in the dental industry and like I was like always <laughs> obsessed with brushing my teeth and shit. So I'm like, <laughs> maybe that's it, you know? Like, I don't know. Uh, that could be the weird thing. But like, that's how it is, man. Like that, it's, that's, that's my model. Yeah, it's how can I make this easy? So many people are going into things, wanting it to be hard, wanting it to be yeah. difficult, wanting it, it to, it, them to put so much into it for them to feel like it's worth it. And for them to put so much hard work into it, like it's worth it. Someone said to me yesterday, they were looking at my podcast for the first time and they're like, 419 episodes, that looks like a lot of work. And I'm like, that looks like a lot of play. And, yeah, and that yeah. in the moment clearly just was like, oh, I, I chose the right thing for me because this is, mm -hmm. this is fun. And this is brushing my teeth. This is just going to the gym three times for my mind every week. You know, yeah. so yeah. that's how I view it. And because if you view it that way, you get, you have fun. When you have fun, you do it longer. When you do it longer, you get better. When you get better, you have fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's that's go. What, let's, that's, that's what that's we do out here. You need to make it. I can <laughs> see a visual of that. Yeah, I love that, man. And and that is it. It has to feel like play, right? And like when it feels yes. like play, that's when, you know, that's – and a lot of people talk about that, but I agree. Like for me, I think I'm an extrovert. Like I'm like half introvert, half extrovert. Like Same. if I'm like working on something, like not talking to someone, like I zone out. Like my friends call it candy land. Actually, they like they're like oh like they'll ask me a question I won't respond for ten minutes right but that's just like my focus sometimes um, so I kind of have to be like all the way into something if I'm doing it you know um, but my dream would be is like I want this to be about play and mm. and I want this to be fun for me which is why I'm like why I'm like looking to bring people on that I think I could like shoot the shit with and this goes to my dream which is like imagine a podcast studio. We have tacos that we're eating in this studio, the best fucking tacos you can get. And I don't drink right now, but like if you were drinking, we have little sips of tequila or like a Mexican Coke, right? Coca-Cola. And it's sitting right there. We eat some tacos and we shoot the shit. You know, that is like the kind of vibe I would love to have because it's authentic. It's raw. You know, people are going to be like stuffing their face. You know, it's almost like hot ones, but like, I don't know the Mexican version because I'm Mexican. So we can do like, you know, hot sauce on tacos or something. Who knows? But like, that's my vibe, man. Like, I want that to be it. So you can get the real raw version of someone versus like the, hey, I'm Mr. CEO and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, people don't connect with that, man. Like, you know, people want to connect with like you, like on your runs. I'm sure people, they're out of work mode. You know what I'm saying? They probably are like in this mode of like, yeah, we're outside or we're playing. We're having a good time. That's what I kind of want it to be like. Um, so we'll see if we make a studio like that eventually. That would be sick. Uh, maybe when I get to episode 420, we'll we'll have something that we can do. <laughs> well, I still don't have something like that. I'm trying to think about okay, that right well, now. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing? Because I do see you in like studios sometimes. So like, what yeah. do you work? How, like, what do you? Are you renting it? Like, what's that look like? Yeah, I rent the studios out now. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I want something that's more me. You know, like how you described the taco vision mm-hmm. of like tacos mm-hmm. and Coca-Cola and like, that's like my vibe. I want something that's my vibe. And right yeah. now that's like a generic cookie cutter box. Anyone can create that or do a podcast in that studio. Yeah, I want something yeah. that's me and that feels like me. And I'm honestly figuring that out right now. Like, you know, part of this podcast has been about discovering myself. And yeah. in the process of doing it, I found who I really am. It's like a really deep thing to to realize and think about. It's like, yeah. imagine you started something at 25 and then at 26 or 27, you're like, you know what? By doing this thing, I really understood that I love tacos and Mexican Coca-Cola. Like you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, oh my God, this thing is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, that's the podcast. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, we need to get you a studio, Dan, man. We need to get you a studio, man. Now, yeah. uh, like, I I do see you in the studio. That's in Austin, I'm guessing, that you do that. Yeah. Now, okay, let, we talk, what's your research process looking like? Because I'm sure everyone wants to know this question. Because uh, you're good at this, and everyone's like, Preach is like, damn, Danny's good at asking good questions. Alex Hermosi himself said, like, one of the best interviews he had was with you, right? something like that because Danny like actually did good questions so like what does what did that process look like and and let's let's get specific about what did it look like for Homozi because you mm. knew that was going to be a big guest right yeah you knew that this could be a let's call it an inflection point externally 
right? An external inflection point. Um, what did that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it, it required me doing um, a few different things. One is I, I went through the previous podcast that he has put out. So I probably listened to, in that week leading up to it, five episodes of him on previous guest appearances. And, the, and how I picked those episodes was I was like, who's the interview? How many interviews have they done? And how long ago was this interview? Okay, yeah. so there's, there's a few things to break down there. Yeah. The interviewer, like, I know, like, the gamut of people. I know how prepared they are for the episode. That's one thing. Then I also look for, like, how long ago it was. So, like, how long ago it was means, like, he's going to forget that he said this. And if he forgets that he says this, then when I bring it back up to him, that's a benefit. And then there's the, the episode number. The episode number basically tells you how much the host knows what they're doing. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I don't know shit is what you're saying because this is probably episode seven. So I don't know shit. Okay, got, got no, it. No, got it. no <laughs> but, but from a perspective of, of they know where they're going, they know how to lead the guests to the place that they want to take them. And they have a greater sense of the show's character. It's like yeah. you've, you're walking for seven times. Like this is your seven time walking. Now mm-hmm. imagine after you've walked for a hundred times, you know the direction, you know the path, you know the steps. Yeah. So those three things are what I'm looking at when I'm doing the Hermosi research. Then I'm going through his Twitter account and I'm looking, okay, which one of his tweets right here really hit me? What do they make me feel? When, when I go through these, like what is insightful? What's interesting? What can I bring up? And, you know, one of his tweets, I read him and I was like, what is that all about? And he's like, that's the perfect question, right? So it was just because that tweet hit me and that tweet felt like that was an important thing that got his ethos in a short little, you know, 280 character thing. Um, yeah, so it's the yeah. Twitter, it's the podcast, and then it's, it's going through Google. And how you go through Google is if you have someone like Alex Hermosi, I, you go through Alex Hermosi Vanderbilt because he went to Vanderbilt, I believe. And oh, instead of just saying Alex Hermosi, because Alex Hermosi Vanderbilt is going to show him at a previous time in his life. So just like we were talking about, people who are covering Alex Hermosi today are viewing him as like, that is a absolute legend of business. Mm-hmm. When he went to Vanderbilt, they weren't saying he was a legend of business. They were saying, who's this guy? Who's this fraternity dude who's messing up the whole place or whatever it is. So I think you get a sense for who someone was when you type in their college or their hometown in addition to their name. How was that? Interesting. That was, that was good. That was good. That was very tactical stuff. The one I really like, but the last two, well, you know, scouring previous podcasts, very interesting. Like, but going back, going deep, you know, and seeing like, okay, what stuff he maybe caught his eye a while ago that he doesn't remember. That was the first thing, right? Other one, going through old tweets, right? Yeah. Um, that one I think is my favorite because you can actually mm. use what you could actually do too is you could use, this is getting very freaking tactical, but you can use uh, Tweet Hunter or Twemix. I'm sure you know that. And you can go look at their, their top tweets of all time and then most recent ones. And then you can see, ooh, which one's got a lot of engagement. And then you can actually play off of those, right? Um, and say like, ooh, because you know if they blew up, they know about that tweet as well, right? They're like, oh, this one blew up. So you can ask them. And they're most likely going to be excited about it because they're like, oh, yeah, that one blew up, you know? So like, ooh, you know? Um, yeah, that one, <laughs> that, 
that's a great one. And then I like the the one I've never heard of is like the typing like their name in in college. Shit, I would be scared for people to do that to me. Uh, <laughs> don't do that, anyone. Do not put Andy Mewborn, Andrew Mewborn, uh, college. I'm scared of you. But, um, yeah, I'm a different me. So hopefully I don't get I'm going to do that after yeah. this. Oh, shoot, man. Seattle University. Go ahead. Oh, I, the name. Uh, I was actually a good boy in college, but if we go back to middle school and stuff, uh, luckily the internet didn't exist. So that's good because <laughs> I did some really dumb shit. Uh, I, I've always been a rebel, but like, you know, um, now I know how to like use that for like good stuff to be a rebel like build shit when people say that's not a good idea versus like you know skateboard and and to say dumb mean things to police when they don't like <laughs> to skateboard and something you know yeah we were little skater kids you know that were like getting kicked out of places and like skating where we weren't supposed to and like just ruining curbs and you know rails and all this stuff so anyways long story short um yeah man that's interesting i like that and so okay, that's your pre pre production process. We went through that. Mm. You do that. How many hours do you spend on average, or is that like a, it depends on the guest and how much is out there, or do you have kind of like a rule of thumb? It, it depends on the guest. I mean, I am I'm known for the research, so I'm coming at it with usually like five to twenty hours of research per guest. But what <laughs> five to twenty hours, dude? <laughs> but dude. The, yeah, I'm unusual, right? And that's how you get to be Nardwar or get referred to as Nardwar. And I'm, my goal yeah, was not true. to, my goal was not to be Nardwar. My goal was to how can I light up the guest? How can I get mm-hmm. them excited and to get them really here and like trust me really quickly? That was my goal, just so people can understand that. And that is my goal to this day when I'm doing research. I don't care yeah. about like comparisons to anyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually five to twenty hours and. For Hermosi, I'd spent so I don't know, I've probably spent, you know, fifty hours with Hermosi from his content, just from watching and listening to his stuff previously. Like yeah. before the podcast. Yeah. Because I have an awful memory, I don't think about I like I don't count that time. Like if I listen to a bunch of his episodes eight months ago, that counts in some sense because I'll remember some things, but it won't it won't be like fresh in my head and I won't count that as part of the research. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, man, that like that is crazy. And so for like going back to like people wanting to start a podcast, hmm. you don't need to start with five to twenty hours unless <laughs> no, <laughs> right? Unless you no. feel called to do it. It's in my nature yeah. to do it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like my dad will go home and we'll talk about someone, and he'll instantly like type them into Google and like have like ten bullet points on them, and I'm like, what the? Like, it's just part of me to do that. Yeah, yeah. You that, know, that's your like it's. It's like your curiosity. It's your thing, right? Like that's your play part of it, right? Figuring out like, hey, how do I make this great? Yeah. So that makes sense to do it like that if it's your calling. And then two, like if you think about it, you probably have followed some of the people for a while that you interview. So you kind of already have some context to what it is they do, how they think, what they're against, what they're for, and like what might light them up, right? Um, and so by that, you're kind of like just constantly as you're scrolling the feed, already getting a sense for this person, uh, as you go, which I guess can count as research, right. For, for those, um, like I've followed you on Twitter for what, like the past year or something, I think. Right. So when I get got in here, yeah, like I already knew I was like, okay, I have a sense of who Danny is. He's doing his morning runs. 
he's uh he's had like hormozy on just from like remembering in the past right um he, he's he's got a course that he, he's doing on the art of interviewing shit like that like i already had an idea i was like he's he's a cool dude i've listened to some episodes right like actually quite a few so I, I kind of know his vibe already right and so i can go into this knowing i'm not like putting on a tie right <laughs> kind of vibe um yeah. or tacos and tequila vibe which is what i'm going for you know um so yeah, man, that's interesting though. And so five to 20 hours, you're doing Google, you're doing tweets, you're doing uh, schooling. Now let's move to the post-production process because as we know, at least in my opinion, products are great, but products are nothing without distribution, right? Um, and so what does your process look like? Like after this, say we were done recording and you were hosting me, right? Mm. What does that look like from there? Like, what are, you, what are you doing to make sure like this hits the right channels, this gets some traction, we get it out? What are you doing? How I think about it is I'm helping people start a conversation with someone that they love. Here's what I mean by this. If I'm, and I, I kind of just went ahead to after this episode is uploaded, because there's a whole process from after the episode's done to the episode being uploaded, but we'll put that to the side for one second. With okay. the distribution of it, because that's what you asked about. I'm thinking about how can I start a conversation and how can I help someone start a conversation with someone they love? Think about content from that perspective. Mm. It's like- With someone they love. So let's break that down. A friend, a friend. A friend. A friend or a loved one. So like, could, me, how could they send it to someone and be like, hey man, like, this is actually a good point, right? Or yes. something like that. Got Correct. It. So Got like- I don't know, maybe like when we talked about the Tony Robbins and energy, I'd be thinking like, okay, like there's something there to make a tweet about energy or there's something there to create an Instagram clip around energy in some way or to shout out Tony Robbins. And that way, um, one, he could potentially see it. Two, um, the, the people who don't like Tony Robbins could potentially comment like Tony Robbins is a scam. The people who do like it could defend him and be like, Tony Robbins is amazing. I went to an event. What do you mean? And then people who, who are on the fence could send it to their friends. Do you understand yeah. like how, a, yeah. how the content that you are posting, these clips are serve as conversation starters for people in their day to day lives. And it, it serves as their way of connecting with another human being. So yeah. that's like something yeah. I've realized in the last 100 episodes. Nice. If you, if you want to go from what actually happens after the podcast is over um, to posting it, that's like a whole other thing. Um, for the first 300 episodes, I, I edited everything myself. I had my hands on everything. First 300. Now, you have to keep in mind, I'm like, I've never done anything in my life. Like, I'm, I, I haven't had any business success. None of it. You know what I mean? Like... I haven't sold companies. I haven't been involved in unicorns like mm -hmm. Mr. Andy over here. But <laughs> luck, dude. It's no, all luck. But, but what I'm saying is that it's like I was just grinding. I was like in that beginning grind phase. And because mm -hmm. of that, that was two years of 300 episodes. Episode 300, around episode 300 comes around. And this guy sends me, starts sending me one clip a day from my show because he loves oh, listening to it. Yeah. And I'm like... This man is invested. This man knows what I'm all about. This man loves the podcast and he's an amazing editor and he's got work ethic. And me and Video King Pablo have created this synergy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Video King Pablo is his you name. You heard it here first. Oh my God. This guy, 
dude, he this guy was perfect for the tacos and tequila. Like, uh huh. We'll up. bring him. Oh my god, that is the best name I've ever. Is that his Twitter handle? No, no, that was a name that I've put. Oh, on you him. okay? <laughs> like Nardwar Danny. All right, we, we've got names going. All right, uh, this okay. This I cut you off, man. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Video King Pablo, I freaking love it. Okay, sorry. Video sorry. King Pablo is is coming with us for tacos and Mexican cola. Yes, and, yes. And what he does is I send him the raw files, like my file and the the guest file. Yeah, and the audio as well. I upload that to a Google Drive and he spits out the final edit. And then I review the final edit at 2x speed, go through timestamps, say like, you can cut this part or add a graphic here. And then we post it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that's the process. Wow. Okay. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then does, is he making short clips too? Like, yes. you, like short video edit clips of like the high, yeah. high, uh, what do you call it? high engaging moments or, or like key moments mm-hmm. or something like that? Nice. Yeah. And then you're doing that and then you're going on Twitter and then you're, you're just focused on Twitter. That's basically where you built the whole, your whole brand, right? Is Twitter. I love Twitter more than anywhere else, but I've also put out a bunch of clips on Instagram. I have over a thousand posts there. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And that's like, that's gained credibility for a lot of people because you know, when you, when I have 85,000 followers, then it's like, it goes to the top of the inbox for different people and people see it and they're like, Oh, this is legit. Or, Oh, we like this. or what? So that's been yeah. what I've built as well, but it's been slowly over time. And if I had thought about it really, if I'd really been smart about it, I would have just focused on, let me get a hundred thousand followers on one platform and then just let it go wherever it's supposed to go and then go to yeah. the next platform. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I regret doing in some sense. It, what's amazing about this, us chatting, man, was um, when energy levels match and like, you know, there's like this symbiotic, I don't want symbiotic, let's call it like, but there's like this, holy shit, like we can sit and chat for hours, you know, and just like yeah. shoot the shit. Uh, th- there's no feeling like that, right? There's really no feeling like that where sometimes interviews can be a little like, you're like forcing it a little bit, you know? And like, uh, you're like, shit, should I say this next or this next? This one, I didn't ask that one time. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, it won't feel like that for everyone, but when it does just enjoy it, you know, because it's like, those are the, those are the good ones. Yeah, man. Well, we'll wrap this up here, man. We got a minute, dude. It's been freaking awesome. Um, Two things. One, everyone go check out uh, Danny's new course on the art of interviewing because he is amazing at this. Obviously, he knows how to do his research. He has his processes. He has his systems. Go get all that. Um, Second thing I want to ask you, Danny, is who's another person you think I should interview whose energy I would match with? Oh, the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to interview my boy, Babe. He's uh, Austin based, comes to the runs. And just like a ball of energy like us. Okay, Bobe. All right, Bobe. I'll, I'll send you that. his stuff. Okay, yeah. Send me his stuff. Send me I, I love it. I just just the fact that his name is Bobe. I love is that actually Bobe or is it Bobby? It's Bobby, but he goes oh, okay. by Bobe. Oh okay. Yes, I'm in. Bobe. My name's Bobby, but my friends call me Bobe. All right, let's, let's do it. Okay. I love it, man. See now, like it. I want to create this clip and send it to him, you know? Yeah, dude, there we go. There we go. Oh, dude, Bob A, uh, he's already a legend just by dropping that. 
I'm Andy, but I go by and a dude. That's, that's <laughs> going to be my next one. <laughs> that's going to be mine, dude. It's, it's French, dude. It's French. All right. Uh, <laughs> You're a legend, bro. <laughs> dude, well, it, hey, it's been a pleasure, bro. Yeah.